Louise McSharry on 2FM. Over the last number of weeks, we have heard a lot about the issue of wild and stray cats in Ireland. Stories of rogue traders and sometimes even traps. Gillian Bird, Head of Education and Media at the DSPCA, joins me now to talk about this issue and what we can do to manage it. Gillian, wild cats... Yes, well, what people call the feral cats, the wild cats, the cat that lives under the shed, the end of my garden, they're basically just cats that we as humans have had as pets that we've basically either turfed out onto the street or that has gone and had kittens. And when kittens are born under a shed or somewhere where there aren't many humans around, they don't get used to being handled and they're then classified as feral cats. Right, right. Okay. I wondered that, was there a difference between wild and feral cats? It's all the one thing, is it? It's all the one thing. I mean, you can take a kitten born to a wild cat, you can tame her, but you can also have a cat that's born to a friendly mom in a house And if she's not been handled much or she decides she's going to go and live wild somewhere, she will then become nervous. So the word feral, it's it's not aggressive or anything. It's just a cat that's not used to human contact or prefers to stay away from humans. Right. And I mentioned rogue traders there as well. What's that about? So, look, there's a lot of people out there who don't want cats in their gardens. um, And what happens is there are some very good charities out there who will help you trap, neuter them. They put them back or in some cases they can be taken away and rehomed in different places. Um, But unfortunately, we have suspicions and we're really just looking for some major facts on it that there are people going around who are charging people to come take away the cats that are in their gardens I don't know what they're telling people they're doing with them, but what we've had reports about is basically van doors being opened up in the hills and cats being, you know, abandoned. And this isn't just the wild cats. This is people's cats. We've had reports of of cats wearing collars that have been seen being dumped out of the back of vans. So it generally just seems to be people who are taking advantage of people who don't like cats, don't want cats in their areas, and then just doing this service. And then, of course, they're abandoning these animals, which without food, water, care, which is illegal but also it's very very wrong because these animals do need some care from humans yeah that's awful to hear that I mean some people just really have a thing about cats don't they they do, and it's terrible. I mean, we always sort of always would say that, you know, oh, I don't like cats. Well, you've never really spent time with them because yeah. you can't say I hate cats. That's a bit like, well, I mean, I know some people say they hate humans, but <laughs> every single cat has a different personality. You'll yeah. never really come across um, two cats the same. So you can't generalize and say, I hate cats. Um, it, it's one of these things. I think you just haven't met a cat that has liked you or you've liked. I think it's, it's one of these situations. Yeah, I do find that because I have two cats. So people talk to me about cats all the time. And I do find that people who say they don't like them are people who actually have had no experience of them or who have had one bad experience with one cat who didn't they didn't get on with. But like, Absolutely, you're yeah, so right. Like yeah. I have two cats um, that I got from the DSPCA who are sisters. And when we got them, they had actually been feral cats. And... and um, when they were uh, and I'll ask you about this program now in a second but they were caught as part of the DSPCA catch and release scheme and whoever apparently whoever caught them thought they were just too beautiful to send back out into the wild and so she did some work with them to to socialize them but when we got them they were still very timid and um, you know they couldn't be separated which is why we got the two of them but now you know a few god I guess we've had them for five or six years now you know they are very confident and they have great lives but they're so different the two of them despite having the exact same background personality wise they're entirely different but I think a lot of people don't realize that cats can be like that 
No, that's exactly it. I mean, I, I would always say that I find that the male cats are often friendlier than the females. Mm. Uh, in my experience, any any male cats I've ever taken on, it's they're literally in your face and they're like little kittens, affectionate kittens all their lives, whereas the female cats will be affectionate for a while and then they kind of go off and do their own thing and they'll yeah. sit there and decide if they want to come and sit on you in the evening. And I think that's the problem. People don't really give cats I think they treat them like they should be dogs and they should yeah. come when they're cold and they should want to be petted and they don't you you, have, you know yourself mm. you have to pay close attention to whether the cat wants to be petted or not yeah um, and, and not go after them and, and force your attention on them so they're, then, they're, they're a great animal but. But, well that's the joy though of the cat is that a dog will will be affectionate with anyone but whereas if a cat chooses you as the person who, who they want to you know sit on your lap or have an affectionate moment with you get that special special smugness that comes with being chosen so that's, absolutely as far yeah, as I'm absolutely. concerned the great benefit of a cat exactly. if you're their and, chosen and person that's exactly it and, and the problem you'll find with people who come to visit your house is if they don't like cats or they're not particularly fond of cats or they're nervous of cats any of that sort of thing that's expressed to the cat will just make the cat want to come and sit on them and that yeah. can affect people as well so <laughs> cats will, will pick you out and go why don't you want to spend time with me what, yeah. you know, well, what are you hiding I'm going to come and sit on you now and <laughs> so you know true. so yeah absolutely absolutely but look they're wonderful animals but what people have to understand is that, that the cats and when people ring us up and say oh I've got a feral cat down the end of the garden and she's had kittens and I don't want them there because I've got a dog or I've got children or any of these things. People, first thing people have to understand is, number one, is this is a human-created problem. There are so many cats out there because people haven't taken responsibility and neutered them. Mm. And I know I've gotten into trouble there recently with, with, with a gentleman who does a lot of cat rescues when I keep saying to people that if you are going to start feeding a cat that comes into your garden, or my usual advice would be don't start feeding a cat. Mm. But the point is, if you're going to feed a feral cat that's in your garden, you need to be taking responsibility because that cat is going to start relying on you for food. Mm. And it's a really important thing that you take the responsibility and you say, right, I will start feeding this cat. I will get this cat neutered. Like the DSPCA will do it for 25 euros. We'll even do the Tomcat for 10 euros. Mm. So get her neutered, get him neutered. And then by all means, continue to feed her but you've got to take some responsibilities you can't be ringing up the charities like the DSPCA and saying I've been feeding this cat for 10 years she's a wild <laughs> cat lives down the end of my garden but she's not my cat yeah. and you're like you've mm, got to is. take some responsibility <laughs> yeah. for them so so the whole thing when we say is don't feed a cat that comes into your garden it's mainly saying don't feed unless you're prepared to take the responsibility for neutering and caring for that cat because you're starting a process that is very difficult to stop and you need to be taking responsibility for it. So what is the best thing to do then if you are someone who doesn't like cats and you don't want cats in your garden? Um, you know, obviously you're saying don't feed them. What should you do if you have that situation of a cat with kittens? It's yeah, well, look, if you if you have a cat with kittens in your garden, the cat is there because they consider your garden to be a safe environment to be in. Mm. And an ideal situation would be that you start feeding the mum, we get her cat caught, we try and take the kittens in, we tame them. You know, that would be the basic thing. But if you don't want her in your garden, first of all is she's not going to do you any harm. Yeah. She's there because somebody is feeding her in the area. If she's not getting much food, then she's surviving on rats and mice, which you might not even be aware you have have in your garden and oh, um, so that's one of the other things but yeah. look the best thing to do is ring the DSPCA we will give you advice 
you cannot, you should not go out and, you know, get somebody to come and trap them and think they're just going to release them off into the wild because they they need humans, they need food sources to survive. Mm. They will reproduce. If somebody, they move into a new area, that area has a, a generous cat feeder, but somebody who maybe isn't neutering the cats, the more you feed a female cat, the healthier she is and the more kittens she'll have in a year. Mm. And that's another important factor that people don't realise. Oh, this little cat came to me. She was really skinny. I started feeding her. Then she had kittens. I thought I'd get her neutered. But by the time the kittens, you know, she was old enough to stop feeding the kitten, she was pregnant again. And now she's had more kittens. And, you know, by the end of the season, these kittens are all having kittens. So it, it becomes one of these situations situations where it's really something you've got to stop and think but if you have cats and you're not particularly fond of them the best thing to do is do not feed you can discourage them and encourage them to move on to somewhere else but your best bet really is ring the DSPCA for advice. Okay Um, and now what if you see that there's a cat hanging around who has a collar or seems to be kind of a domestic cat what should you do in that situation? certainly not feed it because cats can have multiple homes which yeah. people don't realize <laughs> they they can they can be with you for breakfast you go off to work they're off out and about they're going to three or four different houses they're getting snacks of food there they come home to you in the evening and oh look they're not eating much so look if a cat comes to you and has a collar on the ideal thing to do is don't feed it. If you have any concerns about it, attach a little note to its collar mm. that just says something simple like if this is your cat please let me know. Um, I, I, I want to help. Do you want me to feed it? Do you not want me to feed it? Just mm. to let you know it's coming to my place. And and that's a good way of actually getting to know your neighbours, but also letting your neighbours know the cat is there. Yeah. The last thing you necessarily want is somebody feeding your cat when it comes to their house. Yeah. Because they could be on a special diet and they could be on special medication. You don't necessarily know what what is going on with a cat. So yeah. we would usually say is, look, if a cat comes with a collar, stick a little note on the collar, send it off to its owner. If you hear nothing from it and the cat keeps coming back and it looks like it's anyway sick or injured, same situation, ring the FPCA, we can advise. Okay, super. So if you have any concerns about that or indeed those illegal cat collection services that Gillian mentioned, you can contact the DSPCA at info at dspca.ie and obviously head to dspca.ie for information on all the neutering programmes or volunteer work or any of the other wonderful work that they do. Thank you so much, Gillian Bird. Thank you so much. Louise McSherry on 2FM.